Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. They could break here, Chelsea. This could be the moment. Frank Lampard for Chelsea. It's Carvalho to his right. Lampard for the title. Lampard, it's 2-0. It's Chelsea's championship. And 50 years of waiting have come to an end. Lampard comes out to Essien. Oh my goodness. It's a counter attack. It's a new drop back. And now Kitty in the middle. Drop it. Make sure many do. Stretch it. Stretch it. Make sure many do. Stretch it. Chelsea 2. And Didier drop it. Drop it in the centre. Nicole just came to the ground. He was four by five goals at Madness. Many of the goals he played. He's going to be the best. Stretch it. Stretch it. Make sure many do. Possibly bleak as this. Hey, welcome to another episode of Chessie Hour. I'm your host for today, Daniel Soft, and I'm joined with Jerry. Obviously, you're new, but I feel like you're you're consistent. I like it, man. Yeah, man. It's uh it's uh, it's gonna be an intimate one tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought let's just keep it nice and simple. There's not much going on. Obviously, it's like the Christmas period, so many games. But I thought this one we could just focus on um, the cup game. So obviously we played Brentford and we played them earlier on in the season. It was a tough game. Um, it was a really tough game, but obviously the squads for these cup games is going to be shuffled. And obviously with COVID, um, we were missing a lot of players. And I think one of the most exciting things for Chelsea fans anyway, when it comes to cup games, we, we get to see some of the young players. And um, in this particular game, Harvey Vell, um, Javi Simons and then Sunset Bell, they were all starting. Um, and as as I'm as far as I'm aware, I'm, I'm sure that um, I read that Sunset Bell was ill. I think maybe maybe even Sunset Bell and Vale, they were both recovering from an illness because um, of a, a game in Russia or whatever that was minus 15 degrees. I can't remember. I, do you know anything about that, Jerry? Uh, no, I didn't hear anything about that. Yeah. So so the fact that they was already they were ill because. It's already diff like it's already like almost difficult to play young players, but the fact that they're not hundred percent and that they started that kind of shows number one uh, the severity of the situation when it comes to our squad, but also it like he didn't have to play them, he really didn't have to play them, but um, obviously they started. So what we'll do is we'll start with the three, um, getting into it, the Brentford game. Had you seen any of any of the three before that, or were they all fresh to you? 
Um, so I've seen a bit of um, Susan Bell yeah. when he started to um, kind of make headlines last season. Yeah. Um, Xavier Simmons and um, Harvey Vale. The, uh, I only know them from Football Manager. <laughs> that, okay. Yeah, so they were they were they were new to me. Had you had you like used them in Football Manager? Had had you been Chelsea and had you used them? And how did they perform if you did? Um, I, ha- I haven't. No. Okay, I, can't, cool. I, can't, I can't lie. The way my scouting is set up, like okay, yeah. <laughs> All right. The reason why I ask that is because you know I feel like sometimes how players are on games can creep in. So I wanted to know if you was coming with like a fresh point of view, and you are because you even though you know of them, you haven't really used them. So. Um, let's talk about um, Xavier Simons first. There is a Xavier Simons that plays for PSG. And I think yeah. that they're roughly the same age, but we've got our own one. So um, what did you think of his performance uh, Yeah, yesterday? Um, I thought he was a bit disappointed going forward. I'm not going to lie. I don't know what his actual position is, but I don't believe it's wing back. Um, I think he's a, is he a centre mid or centre back? Centre mid. Centre mid, yeah, centre mid. Um, he was quite. It was quite disappointing going forward. Um, we didn't quite get any of his deliveries right. Um, I do. I do think he was better defensively. Actually, um, yeah. he had. Uh, I think it was Henry um, running at him the whole game, and he he he, he managed him um, quite relatively well with the help of yeah. Aspilicueta. Yeah. Um, so I think he was. He was. He was combative. Um, one of the things I've realised with these <laughs> with these youth players is you can see that they're good players. You can see they've got a decent bit of technique, but it's just the physicality. It's just it really is men versus boys. Um, yeah. So I, th- I think he was okay. Um, okay. Definitely wasn't the worst out of the back uh, five. Okay. Um, so I, th- I think he did okay, but I don't think this is the game to judge or, him on. Yeah, to judge him on. Yeah. So 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 would you want to see more of him at this point or? At this point, from what you've just seen, and I know it's harsh to judge off of a game, he wasn't even playing his strongest position, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But from from your early kind of viewing of him, would you be like, oh, actually, this is someone that we should keep, or if he goes, just like you know, I don't mind. Um, I know I it's think, mad early, so it's, it's, yeah, it's, it is early. Yeah, it, it, he seems like he needs a loan. <laughs> that, yeah. That's my that's my conclusion. Um, you know, when you're when you're watching a youth player, usually you know, us fans, we just we we just want something like we want to leave here with something. We want to leave yeah. the game with something. Just want yeah. a little. And I didn't really see anything from him. Um, it is one game, but yeah. yeah. What what would you think? I'm curious to know. No, yeah, yeah. So so I hadn't seen him, but I'd known about him for ages, and I think I knew particularly about him because I got him mixed up with the PSG stroke Barca, Javi Simmons, and then see, I I actually thought we because when when PSG signed him, um, yeah. I actually thought. We did because we were trying to sign him as well. We we're trying to yeah, sign him exactly, PSG. exactly. So that's that's how I know about him. But he's been a myth in terms of I haven't really seen him play. Right. So so um I didn't I came with a blank kind of you know sheet or whatever. So I had no preconceptions. And I think similar to you, I was impressed with him defensively. Um, I was impressed with his attitude to defense. He was up against some PMP players <laughs> in terms of you know what I'm saying, and not just they're like older than him and I thought like the commitment was there and um yeah he got stuck in as well but obviously like that's not necessarily enough to be a Chelsea player but from like I think if we needed someone to kind of do a job defensively then yeah like I think from what he showed me that's what I'm like again he didn't really give me much going forward um but yeah I think solid I think a solid performance from him but nothing, nothing like you said, 
he didn't really leave with anything. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. All right. So on to the next one. And then we'll go to um, Jude. Now, Jude Sunset Bell came off at halftime. Again, it's probably because he was ill. Um, so it was even good. 17, is it 17 or 18? 17, 17. 17 years old. And he made his debut. Um, so what did you think of his performance? Um, so, yeah, like I said before, you could tell he was a 17-year-old. Um, I thought all of the youngsters were kind of quiet at first, like 10, 15. Mm-hmm. Um, he, I like his awareness. Um, I don't know whether it was awareness or fear of the massive centre-backs coming towards <laughs> him, but yeah. when when he get the ball, he looked to be active on it. Like tried, He tried a few times to lay it off to Vale um, or Barkley. Um, and I think one or two times the the weight of the pass wasn't quite there but again you can see like the combination play um, the the quick interplay like between them they got after the first like 10-15 settled into the game a little bit they got through a few times um, had you I think had you but, seen any of um, since before yeah just a little not, not very much um, <laughs> since I started working I have less and less time. For- yeah, yeah, that's how it is. But so, from what you saw before, what were your thoughts of him as a player before? How excited was you? What do you think his strengths are? Um, I think I think he, I think he's a very good goal scorer. But um, I'm very aware that sometimes youth goals doesn't don't translate to yeah. to senior football. Um, cast your mind back to. Um, Lanky and, and Abraham scoring 70 odd goals. <laughs> um, uh, Tammy's Tammy's pamming. Tammy's scoring. Let's wait. Let's wait. Let's judge him on the full season. But yeah. um I think yeah, he's a goal scorer. It seems at that level he was a very natural goal scorer. Every type of finish, um, he seemed he had it. Um he's very consistent as well. Um in the youth team. He, I think he's one of them like um he's got quick feet. Um can dig out the finish that kind of forward um yeah. and yeah you could see you could see in the first team when he played against Brentford um he was quick nippy like in and around the box um it just whenever it came to the physical battles um it's tough yeah it, it was hard. who would you do you think he reminds you of any player if he was to remind you of a player in senior football who would you say that he reminds you of mm. Just whilst you're thinking, I'm looking at his stats. This is for 21-22. And he's got one goal in 10 in the Premier League too. He has one goal in six appearances in the UEFA Youth League. And then he's got two appearances in some like EFL trophies and EFL Cup. Or one in the EFL Cup. So three altogether. Hasn't scored. And then in the under-18s, he has played one match and he scored two goals. And in FA Youth Cup, he's played one and scored one. So like... I know the Premier League too, I think that's the under-23 one. Like, he's played quite a lot and hasn't scored. They could be sub-appearances or whatever. But I, I, I do recall the Athletic talking about him and they said he's had, he struggled this season in comparison to last season. Yeah. Um, struggled to, to bring over consistency from last season. So that's, uh, that's, so, that's part and parcel of being a youth player. But also, what I'm looking at last season, and last season he did get 14 goals in 16 matches in the under-18s. But right. in the Premier League 2, which is under 23s, he got one goal in nine matches. So what I'm looking at here is someone that in the under 18s, he's scoring loads. But in the under 23s, that's not yet tra- translated. Now, you kind of reference his strength. So that might be a thing. Um, but but back to the question now, because I asked you about two minutes ago. If there's any player that he reminds you of in senior football. Uh, 
maybe like a, a young a young Defoe. Young Defoe, that's interesting. Yeah. Why would you say Defoe? Just because I remember Defoe was that kind of player who he'd get his shots off um, yeah. anywhere anywhere in and around the box. Um, he had good link up as well. Yeah, and he was quite quite fleet footed. Um, very sharp in around the box. Um, so I'd say we're young, a young Defoe. Fair enough. To, yeah. Fair enough. For me, um, so Drew yesterday, I thought he had good touches. Um, I thought he set up that um, chance as well for Barkley. For Vail, uh, was Barkley or Vail? Yeah, no, no. I, there was a there was a um, Vail chance, but that was set up by Aspie, I think. Where I, If you're talking about the header. I no, think no, was, I'm talking about where he laid it in for Vail. Like it was a almost like a reverse ball. Yeah, yeah, okay, man. there was that, but then also there was a chance they set up for Barkley, but and then, the cross, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it wasn't like, yeah. yeah, yeah, it wasn't like um, an easy chance for Barkley to, to, to finish, but but it was a good setup, I thought. Um, I was gonna say he kind of reminds me of Kai Havertz, Jude. really, yeah, why, why so? I just think both of them they're composed, Do you know, these players they're, they're composed, they're good at link up, um, they can kind of work the channels. Maybe you want a bit more aggression from them. Maybe you want some more physicality for them, but they've got technique and they're composed. So that's what yeah. I was thinking. Right. I but, see it. I see yeah? it. You see it. I thought you was going to be skeptical. Um, no, no. Okay. All right. All right. So then the third of the three was Harvey Val. And I've left him last because the feedback on social media and even the commentators, like he's the one uh, that really impressed. Um, is that, is that, is that um, kind of, from your opinion, is is that you agree? Um, I thought he was okay. I'm not. I'm not. Um, I don't know about impressed. He was. I'd say he was the most physical of the three. Mm-hmm. Um, so that might have played a part in it. Um, but then again, the thing the thing with me is, uh, um, all the things that probably impressed everyone else for me. That, that's that's a basic. I'm looking for more. Um, in mm-hmm. terms of like so, physicality. So- Okay, so. In terms of physicality, running, um, he to be fair, he did have good link up and he was active in and around the box. But uh, go to any academy, you find players that can do that. Um, so, just, go on. Yeah, I, I, I was, I was, I was trying to see like, oh, like show me a bit of something, show me a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, like I said, good technically, um, sort of like in and around the box. They had a, a good link up with Kovacic, um, surprisingly Alonso and mm-hmm. um, and Barkley at times, um, especially between Tinsley Bell and Vale. But in terms of impressed, uh, it sounds like it sounds like you were seeing like rave reviews, and I, I, I don't see that. I was seeing rave reviews, um, and even the commentator was saying, saying rave reviews. Um, and I think so. Did you see any of Harvey Val before? No, no. Okay, so you didn't. All right, so so what I'd say what is impressive about him is he had a stickiness with the ball. Do you know like players where, like even under pressure, the ball kind of stuck with him, and yeah. like this was even in crowded situations. So like in the box, um, so obviously, so there's that dribbling wise and kind of touch wise and kind of awareness wise. It's not like he kind of dominated the game, but I think a lot of people just seeing moments of quality peppered throughout the game so it wasn't like consistent it wasn't like hitting you over the head with quality but obviously like I don't think the ball came to them that much in the first half but when it did he showed quality in and around you know good areas quick feet but also uh there was a couple of times where he ran back and showed some firefighting yeah the yellow card he picked up for yeah I don't even think it was really and and Buemo is, is mad fast as well so he showed pace as well 
but I don't even think it was even his responsibility to get that deep. But that just shows you the natural, you know, hunger or whatever they're doing at Cobham, and they've got people like Mason Mount. That's you know what I'm saying. They're breeding more of those guys. <laughs> where it's just like Mason Mount region, yeah. Yeah. So like, but just the the kind of the work rate and the ethic, work ethic. Um. So there was, to, for me, for his performance, the header didn't go in, but credit for getting into that um, area to um, do it maybe like do you know what I'm saying sometimes we can be way too harsh but the shot that there was a the time in the box where he turned to get the shot off and it deflected wide yeah I yeah, love I like the yeah, quick feet again yeah. and I like the stickiness um, and then I like the little combination play that he's got to um, so yeah I thought there was a lot really good for like an 18 year old Obviously, I don't even think it was full fitness. And I know, like, the, the thing is with Chelsea fans, I think they go, I think something comes up in a lot of Chelsea fans. Whenever youth players play, they want to shit on the older players. They were like, <laughs> yeah, this is why, just play the youth players, play the 15-year-olds, <laughs> get rid of everybody else, just play the 15-year-olds. And it's like, for me, I'm always like, you can enjoy youth players and you can praise them without having to shit on the older players. So... I'm not saying, I know I saw a lot of people saying, yeah, get Bale in, he's better than Eric. I'm not saying that, but it, I think after that performance, because I asked you that with Javier Simmons, would you want to see more of him? So I'm going to ask you with Jude and, and Val. Actually, and I want you to think of the other players that we have. Do you think they're good enough to the point where you want to see more of them uh, this season? Um, not on present viewing, no. Um, obviously... Um, I, I kind of saw the reaction when uh, Vale was confirmed to start. And yeah. I think maybe it's his body of work and youth, um, youth, yeah. youth team that, that's kind of driving that. But on, on coming with fresh eyes on that viewing, um, I, I don't think they solve our attacking issues. Um, I, in fact, yeah, it, 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 it's quite... I think it's quite a lot to put on their shoulders. <laughs> um, yeah, obviously, I'm not even asking to put it on their shoulders. I'm just yeah. saying, like, there might be opportunities or there might be injuries. Like, I'm not saying... Well, like, to keep them in or around the squad. Yeah, as in, if, if the um, opportunity arises, is it, like, are they somewhat, like, are they peak, like, I guess out of the three, who is the ones that you want to see a little bit more of? I'm not saying force them into the team. Um... Uh, I'd say looking at the problems we have, mm. maybe maybe a veil. Yeah. Okay. Um, see if if you can get some minutes in, in the first team in the odd game. Um, I think Susan Bell, obviously he's he's seventeen. His frame is a bit slight. I, I don't know yeah. if he can he can handle because this is this is what the Premier League is like. We can week out. And I uh, think I think Val's strength was really good against the older men. Yeah. Think, yeah. Yeah. I think he was strong. And I'm looking at um, now the stats for this season. Val scored five goals in 11 in the Premier League too. So that's the under-23 one. Um, and from the stats we've seen from um, Jude, he hasn't really been converting in the under-23. So maybe for him, he still needs to kind of develop into that league. But I think if there's anyone that I want to see more of, I think Val can, you know, I, he's been on the bench for us before, but but yeah, I think Val too. Interestingly, the uh, Chelsea youth connection doesn't end there. We had Miles um, Pert-Harris on the Brentford bench as well. Yeah, he didn't come on though, did he? No, no, he didn't play. That's interesting. Let me just double check. So I want to see Val um, last season. So last season in the Premier League 2, Val got one goal in 12. So he's improved in the Premier League 2 because now he's like one in two. But last season, he kind of struggled to score. So maybe Jude, Jude needs that kind of, you know, more time in the Premier League 2 just to get used to playing it up against like stronger, more like men. 
Um, but yeah, so those are the three youngsters. They did a good account of themselves. Val stayed on the longest. Um, I think I think um, he came off before, after Xavier Simmons. But yeah, all good. Now, I want to talk about Barkley because he was the other person in attack with those three. Um, and I think we had a conversation about Barkley before, when you was, before you was like a full member of the pod, right? And yeah. you kind of quizzed me and you said, Dan, why? <laughs> like, and then I gave you an answer and I, I don't know if you really took that answer in or it's just one of those, okay, agree to disagree ones. But obviously since then, he was supposed to be shipped out and he stayed around and through merit, he's earned some action even though he wasn't supposed to play at all. Now, he's done a lot of good things like in the little time that he's had. Mm-hmm. And I think the last couple of games, uh, I, like, I can't remember, but I've seen a lot more oh, this is typical Barkley, frustrating Barkley. This is why Barkley sell Barkley, 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 Barkley. So I just want your opinion on the game, um, Barkley's game yesterday. Um, it was a very... It, it seemed like he was one of the three youth players. Um, that, that's kind of what what I was thinking when, um, when I was watching him. It just right. like, there's, there's the, a few times he gave away the ball, um, kind of played the wrong pass, took too long. Um, it wasn't like it was like a terrible performance. Yeah. It just seemed like he was rusty, low in confidence, and didn't have that um, game. He wasn't at the at the speed of the game almost. Um, yeah. He did have some. He did have like a few moments, a few nearly moments. Um, yeah. I, m- I remember one time he could have slipped. Um, I think it was Vale. Did he the one two? He could have slipped Vale in. Um, it shows that, like, the, the in terms of the attributes, like the vision and stuff, that's all there. It's just he's not, he's not in in the what's it called? It, it, yeah, like, like like the youth players, it seemed like he, he wasn't ready for this level. Um, you think he's so, not ready for this level? Yeah, man. That's, that's what are you talking <laughs> about? The level of Brentford? No, in terms of like the the level of like foot like senior football, like that's what you think. The speed of the game, but with like, oh, so that's how it seems, but. You don't think that? No, no, no. Yeah, obviously he's a he's a full professional. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. But in terms, of, if you look at those three attackers as a unit, none of them stand out above. Like Barkley didn't stand out as oh, this is a senior player. This is definitely the guy who's who's um got more than hundred uh, Premier League appearances. Um, played for what two different Premier League clubs, mm-hmm. England international. That's not what I saw. Like, because usually if 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 they're playing youth players, um there's one guy who's like, okay, he's holding on to the ball a bit better than these guys. Um, and it just, it, he didn't, yeah, he, he didn't impress me. Fair, fair. Um, what, did you, do you think he had a good performance? No, I thought that, so in the in the group chat, I don't know if he was in the group chat at the time, but um, because I was double, like I was multitasking, um, I wasn't necessarily focused on the game, but all I kept on seeing was Barkley, 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 and <laughs> there as well. On, on the Chessie account, I'd had a couple of, because I think pe- my name is attached to Barkley too. So yeah. the same way you was asking about Barkley, I had a couple of people saying, oh, do you still like Barkley and stuff like that? And what you said in terms of the, um, you know, like how um, he seems rusty, et cetera, et cetera. Rhythm. He doesn't have rhythm. Yeah, but isn't that kind of to be expected? Because, again, he hasn't been playing regularly too. So it's not every single time he's going to be able to come on um, and then just fit into the game. So, like, I tell you what, it is yeah. to be expected. But the thing is, it's he's not. not the, he's, he's, it's not to be expected. But if he lacks rhythm, it's not going to be surprising, right? 
but he's the only one. He's not sorry. He's not the only one who's not been playing regularly. Um, and it like yeah, there's going to be a drop off in quality. There's going to be a drop off in um, sharpness when you don't play regularly. It's, but I don't think there's necessarily going to be. But what I'm what I'm saying is like so so all of the times that Barkley's come on and he's affected the game. It's not like he was playing regularly anyway, right? Yeah. So it's not necessarily that when you're playing regularly you've got rhythm. When you're not, you don't have rhythm. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, it's not going to be a sh- it's not a shocker for anyone that's not playing regularly to have rhythm. It shouldn't really be expected that every single time he comes on, he's peak and he's. Do you know what I'm saying? When he's just getting, def- I think. But this is a pattern of Barkley. No, no, well, let me finish. Let me finish. Um, It's not just with Barkley. It's like with Loftus Cheek as well, who Loftus Cheek actually was starting regularly. And I I know that I think for some players, this is just my opinion, for some players, they have to always put up eights or nines. Otherwise, people start shitting on them. Because my my opinion of Loftus Cheek, where, where everybody is like looking at it and saying, oh, actually, he's not it after he was, he had some good performances. And then I, I think, personally, in a lot of these games where Loftus-Cheek has been starting, I think he's been not great, but I think he's been solid enough. But I think since then, people are like, do you know what, maybe he's not it, et cetera, et cetera. And I just feel like with some players, and this usually happens to squad players, you're not even allowed to have, you know, you're not even allowed to be human in a sense because with the regulars, Mount has had games this season where he's down. No one said sell him. Do you know what I'm saying? All yeah. of the players have games where they're down, but... As soon as if you're an outsider and you have games where it's not quite there, you're not quite sharp, etc., then that's when people come down super hard. And my whole thing is when I watched, so I watched the game again just before this, and I was expecting the worst performance ever. And that was based off of the reaction I was getting from Twitter, um, the group chat, etc. But I, I kind of agree with you. I don't think it was a great performance by any stretch. But at the same time, from the way that people were reacting, it's like, wow, that seems super harsh. And my thing with Barkley is always, I like, I get people say it's frustrating because there was a couple of times where he was trying things on the edge of our own box. And one yeah. time, yeah, one yeah, time, yeah. one time he got um, a free kick from it, which was lucky because if it, if we didn't get a free kick, because that's just opinion based, right? So if the referee decided, you know what, that's not a strong tackle, they could have been in. Um, and I think he did it another time as well. He got told off by Chalabar, him and Sonny. Yeah, Yeah, exactly, exactly. And so, so, but, I get that he's a risk taker and and when you're a risk taker like that, especially in other areas, you're going to garner criticism. And to be fair, it's right. Like, I think people talk about Pogba as well. It's like, okay, choose when you do that type of stuff. Yeah. And I get I get how risk takers, especially when things go... And again, I think I'll put Ruben off the cheek in that as well because when he was always dribbling, 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 when it came off, it was like, amazing, amazing player. But the, the minute that it didn't come off, then heavy criticism comes. So I get with risk takers in football is very divisive. But then what, what I always see as well, and I kind of really like risk takers, that doesn't mean that um, I think it's fine to do it on the edge of our own box. I feel like you have to know when to do it and know when to pick and choose. And the manager should really place these players so they're not necessarily in areas that can affect us. Because I, I think players are hardwired to be away. So... If someone's naturally a risk taker, like Pogba is, like all of these players, I like Loftus Cheek wants to dribble. Really and truly, that's gonna. You don't want to coach that out of them. You just want to put them in places where it's good for them to do it. Um, but at the same time, football's a game where you might find yourself on the edge of the box. So, again, seasoned professional, a hundred performances or uh, games, or whatever. 
they need to be, you know, making better decisions. Yeah, you take some responsibility. Yeah, they, they need to take risk responsibility. I definitely agree with that. But what I'm saying is, kind of with risk takers, for me, I like risk takers because so many times in football, everyone's like, and I think there was a bit of it in the last game where it was just like, pass it out to the wing back okay. in our case, yeah. and then just cross it in. And, just, and you need people to mix it up. Now, sometimes it's going to come off and people get praise and sometimes it's not. And I know with our fans, it really kind of, you know, they really hammer them for it. But for me, with Barclays' performance, I actually think it was it was a mixed bag in terms of, yeah, there were definitely things that um, weren't good. But I thought that there was, like, from when I watched it again, I was surprised because I thought it was going to be really bad. But it wasn't, it wasn't really bad. But I do think that he didn't do anything. Like, okay, so he had some good chances that just went past the post. Um, and, yeah, he, he had a little bit good, but he didn't do anything really great. And then I don't even think he did anything really bad either. But but yeah, I get I, I get the relationship with Barkley and Chelsea fans. I feel like that's fine to come to an end because you I feel like you have to be at a club where fans kind of believe in you. And I think it can be turned around because I've seen it turned around to people like Rudiger or etc. But it's just I feel I, like I'd want him to go as well, just to try to find a club where he can play regularly and all of that type of stuff. But Moving on, on to um, the, an, another heavily criticised player. I wanted to get your opinion on Saul's performance. Um, I thought it was just a, a, a basic so. steady game, to be fair. I think, I think in terms of previous performances, I feel like he's building building mm-hmm. um, on on what honestly <laughs> was, was horrible but mm-hmm. it, it definitely seems that he's a bit more um established in the team i feel like mm-hmm. um he's taking a bit more responsibility now because before mm-hmm. i used to like literally focus on him and all he do is get the ball and pass it back like that's mm-hmm. literally every, like every single time he got the ball um he would just pass it back to the person who passed it back to him or mm-hmm. just lay it off to the center back um it does feel like he feels a bit more um establishing the team and he's a bit more assertive but still mm-hmm. the quality um at times is a bit um a bit lacking um and um it's sometimes the defensive intensity is not quite there um, yeah. that's, that's something that's definitely surprised me mm-hmm. um coming from a Simeone team um party too yeah <laughs> you know what I'm saying so, maybe, maybe we have to add in Simeone tax <laughs> yeah, no, but do you know what it is maybe they were intense for a La Liga team because partly yeah. intense Saul's not that intense I do remember a La Liga analyst um, when we played Atletico last year he was yeah. like um, uh, Marco was not Marcus Alonso um, Lorente Marcus Lorente yeah. um, he literally said in Spain um, like literally the weekend before Lorente was powerful dynamic strong but against Chelsea he yeah. didn't look. He looked. He looked like one of the slowest players on the pitch, and I think that's definitely a, a, a factor. Yeah. Um. But even still, like, he doesn't quicken his pace. He doesn't doesn't react to danger. Mm-hmm. Um. And he, yeah. Listen, I don't think there's there's much analysis to 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 his game. I just think he had he had a, he had a decent game. Um. Still a few wayward passes. Um. But but it feels like he's he's de- he's adjusting a bit better to the pace of the game now. The, the Saudi the saw against um, Villa, yeah, is, is definitely not this style now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think again, like I get that he's not um, a favorite at Chelsea, but I think that I, I feel like once the fan base doesn't like a player, they don't. They're not fair. Maybe that's just my opinion, 
But when I looked at his game yesterday, and I'm not someone that has stocks and soul, so it doesn't, I don't mind either way. But I thought he had a really good game. Now, again, I watched it um, live, but I was kind of like half focused on the game, half focused on something else. And I watched it again today. And I was really impressed with Soul in terms of, um, again, the confidence in his play. It seemed way more than uh, in the Aston Villa game. To be fair, in the Aston Villa game, he was strutting around, but really, truly, nothing was coming off. So he had the confidence, but he shouldn't have had the confidence because nothing was coming off. And again, he wasn't firefighting. But I think in this game against Brentford, um, he was composed. The one touch was there, quick passing. He kind of knew what was around him. Sometimes it was the fact that Brentford was kind of playing deep and so that he had a lot of space and he wasn't being pressed. I agree, but I think he had a really good game. So, like, I think, um, I think a really good, a really good game by which standards, though, by Saul's standards. No, just general, just general standards. I think he had a really good game because he even started as an anchor, and so he was doing the anchor job, and then he moved. Because I think we played a a three-five-two. So he, he uh, when Kovacic came off, he moved into Kovacic's spot, and he was setting up chances as well. I think he had a little bit of everything in his game. And I, and I think it reminds me of the Southampton Cup game as well, where um, he's got a little bit of everything. I can see why he was rated, because he, he's quite good at crossing, good at one-touch football. He can shoot. Um, he's good high in the pitch. He's good deeper in the pitch. Yes, he might be missing some intensity, but I just feel like, I think if this was his first game at Chelsea, and this is the first thing they've seen, people would be encouraged really encouraged by Saul. But I just feel like there's a lot of kind of weight from the other performances where now maybe people aren't giving the credit because I feel like in that game in isolation, I think it was a good game. I don't think it was a decent game. I think it was a good game for Saul, personally. Mm, uh, to be fair, I, like, I literally like just watched the game again. Um, but I was more focusing, like in terms of players I was focusing on, I was focusing on the youth like players and Kovacic was catching my eye. But yeah. Um, I, so I didn't really like notice Saul that much, but from what I remember watching the game, like it, it was okay. Like um, I, I wouldn't say I was impressed, or I wouldn't say he had a good game, but I, yeah. I just thought it was it was okay. I think I um, think though, when you're the anchor, it's not necessarily that you're gonna take risks. Do you know what I'm saying? We just talked about Barkley um, taking risks in the deepest position. So he started off the game in an anchor, and what you want from him is um, when you've been pressed to evade the press, you want him to like obviously help build and kind of be that hub. And I thought that in the first half, he did that well. I think he, there was a time where he spread the ball out to Alonso. That was really good too. Um, I, I also remember a time where he spread out to Alonso when I play. Yeah, I know, but like, this is what I'm saying. Like, I don't understand Chelsea fans. Why are you always just focus on the negative? Hey, like, one step back, one step forward. No, but like, when it comes down to it, I saw way more positives than negatives. And, but then people just zoning on the, the little negative. Like, Footballers aren't robots. There are things that aren't going to come off. And unless those things are so like, okay, maybe so in his whole Chelsea, like this, but Chelsea is still in the, in the red, right? It's still negative. But in that game, there was way more positives to me than the negatives. I'm going to have to watch that one back. You've watched it twice already, man. <laughs> but um, I, think, I think he was good. I do think that he did. I think the way Brentford played, they almost played a pyramid shape where it was like there was like five or six men in the back, then four in front of them, then three in front yeah, of them. Yeah. And so Saul had a lot of space because he wasn't getting pressed. So maybe that's part of the reason why he, he looked better for me, um, especially in that first half. He did move into 
the LCM in the second half. And I thought like he was getting kind of down the wing, doing some crosses, doing some nice stuff. So for me, I think that was a solid performance from from Pat, I mean, from Saul. But then you mentioned Kovacic and he just played the first 45 minutes. And so you said you was impressed. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was good to see him back. Um, I think it, it almost seemed at times he was playing left wing. Um, yeah, agreed. Uh, but yeah, he it was good to see him back. That, like, in terms of um, when we, I think when we played Leeds or and then City played Leeds just after, there was obviously the conversation about um, having a player who's able to take on um, his man 1v1 and how yeah. that unsettles the Leeds um, back line because they obviously go man to man. And I think we definitely missed that, that sort of disruption. Um, yeah. Because, I mean, that's, that, that's all Kovacic does, just beat men for fun, like... Yeah. It's, it's 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 actually crazy when you think about how consistently he does it um and i think definitely we've missed some some of that dynamism um he started the season off really well obviously um and what well, i think he was top assistant five five assists yeah um so you could say you've missed his creation um his invention as well um you you could there were times you could tell it was just like one of his first games back but yeah. I think I think it was a, a good performance, um, and yeah, I'm I'm, I'm hoping to see his, um, I'm hoping to see him back. He's he's definitely come back at a good time for us. Um, okay. All right. So for the Chelsea fans that don't know your history with cover, because like obviously, um, some certain fans they like a player at one point, then they're done with him, and then there's a remontade, and they're like, you know, what, I'm having him again. So have you always liked Kovacic? Um. I won't lie to you. It did frustrate me that he's a professional footballer that literally like useless past the past the um in in the in the final third. Um, Did he? Yeah, like don't, don't get me wrong. I've always thought he's quality. Even back to Inter Milan days, um, always thought he's quality. Don't don't bring up Inter Milan. I'm asking you about that. <laughs> <laughs> you just said that he's, he got five assists and creation, but now you're no, saying no, no. but let's not act like he's always been playing like this. Like let's 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 not do that to you because like he he like. I remember um, thinking, like, if we played football, you know, when, when you do a training session mm-hmm. and there's no goals and it's just mm-hmm. possession, mm-hmm. if that's how football was played, oh, my God, this guy would win the Ballon d'Or every year. But unfortunately, it's not. And as a midfield player, that's an element to your game. And what's it's an element to your game? Um, just attacking, um, what's it called? Being an attacking threat? Not necessarily, not necessarily being an attacking threat, but when you move into the attacking third of the pitch... Um, like, especially w- with the consistency that he does, um, just the final, the end product at the end of that, um, well, just, just, just wasn't, it, it wasn't the same that it is now. Um, and he wasn't, he wasn't playing the sort of passes that he is now. Um, I think he's always had that like dribbling ability, but in terms of what he did at the end of it, similar to Loftus-Cheek. But you like, have uh, to, so you, so you have to, I think, where a lot of people talk about, oh, he's developed his passing, et cetera, et cetera. One, one thing is, when you play different shapes, there's going to be different... As a, as a player, the way you play the, the shapes, different things are going to come. So the reason why I say that is, like, we can all agree Hudson Dope on the right compared to Hudson Dope on the left. You'll see a different player, and it's because of the angles that he's playing, et cetera, et cetera. And so um, us playing in the 3-4-3, what I've found is Kovar, as part of that pivot, um, those passes that he can do, those passes into in between um, our front three, um, that kind of helps because we've got the wing back there and then we've got our, 
our left center forward there and we've got that and so it's just easier for him to kind of pick the pass this is kind of what I've seen um and whereas before when it's 4-3-3 what you see a lot of the times he's kind of dribbles up and there's no space and so he kind of passes the check um to the side to whoever and I think with Kovacic it's like he's not forcing he doesn't necessarily force passes I don't think when people say that let's say that um he's passing I don't see that many passes going wrong from Kovacic I think the criticism was that um he'd always just pass it sideways and I don't think that he's just learned how to do through balls I think what well, it's because I Listen, again, you talk about intimate. I've seen clips of him. I'm not saying I'm going to say that I watched him, but I've seen clips of him doing those free balls, not just at Inter Milan, but at Chelsea too. And I'm talking about at Lampard Chelsea, but I just don't think necessarily, especially let's say you're playing in a Sari team where a lot of it is a kind of side to side. And, and in the Lampard team in the 4 2 3 1, I just don't think it kind of the setup in, kind of created those spaces for Kovacic like it is doing in this 3 4 3. That's just my opinion on it. Back to the last game, the Brentford game, I thought that he was amazing. Yeah. Um, just like again with the regularity in terms of just taking it past his player was great. He did kind of play like in a weird new position, almost like almost like a left wing back. Like, <laughs> like a left wing back behind Marcus Alonso, who played yeah. left wing. That was almost like his position. Um, and he got through so much work. I'd like again, maybe he picked up that wing, like that really wide position. But I'd like, I'd like it if he was a bit more tucked in. Um, I think there was just no space in the middle. Exactly, because um, Brentford was so parked. And I think that's the issue with Chelsea. It's like, how do we go through the middle of teams rather than just going down the side? Because really and truly, we'll get onto it, but a lot of the... Alonso was the spare man a lot of the time. And to be fair to Alonso, for Alonso, because you asked me about did he have a good um, performance for Saul, but I think for Alonso, I think he had a decent performance because he was doing it. Yeah where he was like doing these dribbles and I, was, I, didn't, I didn't even know he had it in his locker um, and he had a couple of good crosses, but it was a shame that Alonso was the spare man. Cause if we had, if that was coming to a danger man would have been more, you know, of a threat. But I think that even I though, think... just quickly, even though Kovacic had done a lot of good work, I don't think it really materialized into anything. That's not on Kovacic. It's just when you're playing midfield and it's congested, what would you want him to do? He's not, he's not an expert at, you know, disorganizing defenses with his passes. Yeah, I think I think in terms of how do we how do we attack through the middle, I think we need to have more threat from wide areas because right now teams know um when it comes to Alonso getting past yeah, that. when it comes yeah, it's not there's no you don't need to bring it to, you don't need to put two men on him. Yeah. Um you just need to like kind of show him out onto his left foot. Yeah. So you show him inside, um, maybe stop the cross. He did put in a, a few good crosses, he um, did. to be honest. Um one for Barkley, I remember. Yeah. Um, but on the other side, Reese James, you know, the ball is coming in. Um, you don't really need to put two men on him either. There's no, he's not going to be running like that, that area behind the fullback. If you, if you draw a line, mm-hmm. that area behind the fullback from like, you remember where, when we used to have those, um, linesmen standing behind the line Yeah. from there to like the goal line, we never enter that area. Like you could have like like grass you could have no grass there cobblestones like it doesn't matter like we're not going to area so i think teams know that you can just compact the middle and you just have to have tall defenders and defend the crosses and yeah um, that was kind of the pattern of of, of this game as well kind of crossed cross until something happens um yeah it's tough because how do you do i criticize us for not being able to break them down but they were just like so so in the middle of the pitch they were so resolute um and i think the first half 
we didn't really create that many chances. I think the veil header was like the only kind of guilt edge chance that we created. Yeah. Um, but they, had, they definitely oh, had more chances. They did. They they countered well. They were countering down the our our right side our right side on their left side. And that Shandon Baptiste guy was like Adama Traore. <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> Him and Buemo was doing really good. But um, and Aspi got by the way, As Aspi couldn't handle it. Aspi couldn't handle it. Um, but yeah, I, I I don't know. It's it's a tough one because I don't know whether to be critical on Chelsea. But really and truly, when I watch the other teams, they just like even with our youth players playing, we we just seem so toothless um, yeah. in attack. And it's like no matter who plays there, we seem toothless. So it's something to watch anyway. But I'm um, just wrapping up. So Jorginho on like the uh, the players. So Jorginho came on, and I think um, whereas we kind of dominated the ball first half, Brentford still had some chances, and I think ever since Jorginho came on, we just completely dominated, and he did some good work in terms of you know evading players and actually yeah. doing vertical balls to you know try and get people in, um, and then I think the the penalty as well that Pulisic that he scored that mm. Pulisic created for him. Um, I think he started that move too. So I think that his 45 minutes was strong. What did you think about Jorginho? Yeah, same, same. The thing, the thing with Jorginho is when he turns and he looks up, he's always looking forward. Yeah. And, you know, when people were getting frustrated with him under Sari, um, even if you go, even if you look back at under Sari, he's always, he'll look forward and there's, there's, if there's no option, then he'll go sideways. But he definitely always looks forward. Yeah. Um, he always wants to play forward. And I think... Um, in when when the, when the team is as compact as the, as it is, if you want to go through the middle, you do have to do it quickly. Um, mm. you, you've either got to move the team around and then find find the space in the middle, or you've got to play immediately. You get the ball immediately, break a line. You've got to do it quickly, and <clears throat> it just seemed like he was able to find um, like Mount Pulisic and um, who was who was the last one on? Oh, that um, Kante. Oh, yes, yeah, Ka- yeah Kante. Um, Kante was also pretty good as well. Yeah, we'll get on to Kante. Great, great feat for the, the yeah. Uh, yeah. But um yeah, I thought I thought he was good. I thought he was strong. I think he's he's had a little bit of a dip. Um I think a lot of it maybe is to do with fatigue. Um but yeah, it's good, good to see a strong performance from him. Why um, do you think he had a dip? I don't think he has a, had a dip. Yeah, I wouldn't say he was performing at the level he was um sort of last season leading into this season. Maybe the team as a whole has struggled. Um, but I don't think he's he was performing at the level. Like, I think last, like maybe last two, last couple of games he played with Ruben. Um, we struggled as a team, to be fair. But um, yeah, yeah. I, I, in terms of this kind of performance, I don't, I don't know if he was. Um, it was it was the same level. I, I think he's been one of our better performances all season um, in general. But I get how. Yeah, I just think he's been generally. I think he's been a good performer for us. Um, but yeah, but yeah, let, let's not dwell on that. Um, and so Pulisic came on. He didn't really have that much of an impact. Yeah. How many times are we gonna say that? Yeah, yeah. But then he did have a at the beginning of his substitution when he came on. He had a good run, and then again he won the penalty too. But in between that, I just didn't really kind of notice him that much. But then. Um, Kante came on and immediately the quality and the thing is, you know, when people say, oh, he's the best midfielder of his type and oh yeah, he, at what he does is Kante on the ball is quality. Like I'm not even talking about for the goal, the quick goal. There was a bit before 
that there was a little bit before that he showed it again and so like when I watch Kante all I see is so many times I say this it's just world class and it's not about winning the ball back I think he's such an underrated even at this point because I'm still hearing people trying to usher him out for other names that I won't even mention but <laughs> but Kante talk to me about his little cameo yeah I thought I thought it was good um he what was that what was our last game um well that Kante played yeah, yeah. Was it was the Wolves when he came on. Um, or did he start that game? I don't know. Let me let me check. But go on. Um, but yeah, he, he like we've definitely missed him during this period. Yeah, it was um, Wolves. And any any anytime he comes on, or anytime he anytime he comes back, sorry, it almost seems like I, I don't know what it is. Like he never has like a uh like rust or I need to I need to work mm. my way back into it. He always just comes back on smoke. Yeah. Um. So yeah, no, it was good to see him back. I think he, he had a good cameo. Um. And well, that yeah. should that should see him straight straight back into the team. Obviously, I don't know how in terms of how like his reco- what stage of, of recovery he's at. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, I, I need to see him back in the team. So we, I think we played a three. Uh, in midfield, if I'm correct. Either we played a three, or maybe we just played two. Maybe we played two. No, I think it was just two. Um, All right. So so what what would you what do you think? Um, in terms of playing a two or three. No, what do you think in terms of Kovacic's back, Jorginho's back, Kante's back? Uh, how do we, where do we go from here? I don't think we have to worry about that, to be honest with you, because um, Kovacic isn't 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, but when they're, they're all fit, when they're all fit, because all three of them, we've just kind of waxed lyrical about all three. Yeah. Um, so where do we go from here? Number one, I know there's a lot of people that are really intent on getting other midfielders in because they're not happy um, in terms of the, the pivot players, the options we have. Um, but then we've just waxed lyrical about these three. And so there's almost like uh, a division of thought in, ter- in terms of, okay, some people say, oh yeah, they're good, but they're old. So let's move them on and get whoever they want. Um, but what, what, where do you stand on it? Are you happy with these guys or do you feel like... Yeah, I- I'm, I'm happy with the, the midfield. I, I think, <laughs> in fact, I think the midfield is the least of our problems. Um, yeah. I think people just want, um, they want a, a classic... DM so we mm-hmm. can move to 4-3-3 so that our attack will then improve um, which is a very convoluted way of, of, of addressing the attack um, <laughs> my solution would just be to sell the attackers <laughs> and yeah. start again um, yeah and, and I think this this I don't know who kind of created that trail of thought that that's going to happen once we get one DM and then and then we can gonna, play 4-3-3 yeah so that's an interesting thing which I, I don't think is going to be happening but we'll see um uh, but okay, cool. So, um, sorry, one, one player who I wanted to pick out as well, who I, I really, who like, who I thought was really good was uh, Chalabar. Yeah, at the heart of the defense. Yeah, um, I, I thought he was quality. Yeah, honestly. he was. I thought he, he was. I thought he was the best of the back, the back five. Um, yeah, and he just he, he just seemed like like a captain as opposed to the, general the leader. He was a general. The, the, the general. Yeah, he was imperious. He was imperious. Yeah, I was going to him. I, I don't think there's much to say, but there was obviously it's Brentford. Um, counter-attacks are um, obviously one of the biggest threats and he dealt with that a couple of times Yeah. Um, and that's not just in terms of when there's a ball in behind there's also being proactive and stopping yeah, it stepping coming in, up yeah. and stepping it's position, in positioning anticipation yeah, yeah 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 so and and he's 23 but he like he, again from the beginning he's just started in like he's a very very experienced defender Yeah. Um, so yeah so shout out to Trevor again um, one of our best players this season I'd say yeah um, so, and then Kepa. So we talked about Kepa. I mean, so we talked about Saul, talk about Barkley. I think Kepa's another one 
uh, Kepa Alonso, Barkley, and so these are the players that really like the fan base like to shit on, right? And Kepa had an amazing. I think he had an amazing game yesterday. Yeah. Um, he's been linked with leaving, but I know that it's going to be African Nations Cup too. Um, but he's done. He he's put a really good account of himself out, not just today, but when he's been called on under Tuchel. Um, I think I think the issue for Kepa is. Even if he does really well when Mendy goes away to for mm-hmm. Cup of Nations, I I don't I just don't think he sees himself um, ousting Mendy. Yeah. Um, so that's that's the really complex um, situation with um, goalkeepers. Yeah. Um, an outfield player, like if you're really good at right back, um, you can go in that right wing back and like fill in. Um, but with keepers, it's only one. Like you can't, and more often than not, that keeper will play most of the games. Yeah. So, with him thinking about leaving, obviously, selfishly, I'd keep him around for obviously the penalty heroics. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's now that it seems he's got his confidence back, he's a he's a good he's making um, a, he's making a good account of himself. Okay, um, he's had some good performances this season, especially. Okay, um, but it's just yeah. It, if I'm if I'm him sitting with my agent thinking, okay, how do you play the next move? Like, mm-hmm. I think he's got like three years left on the contract, two three years yeah. left on the contract. Yeah. So, yes, do we do we stick around for the next two three years? Try and try and win the first place back, or do we take the good form that we've got? The thing is, and, the thing. Go tr- oh, sorry. No, I was just rounding up. Do you take yeah. the good form we've got and try and be number one somewhere else? I think I think as as good as Kep has been, there has been times where there's been a long shot. That just reminds us that actually he yeah. can as good as he can be, he's vulnerable to when it's top corner from range, he can't reach it. Maybe yeah. it's because he can't get the running jump to it because it's coming from range and it's out of the blue. Maybe it's but just height. That's what I'm saying. Arm like, reach. That's what I'm saying. But like yeah. with like at least if it's like he can track the run, then he can do a running jump and he can reach it. But when it's just a shocker out of the blue and he has to do it from a standing start, he can't reach it because of height. So I think I think with Kepa as well, because Sari seems super interested. Um, and he's Sari's again the one that wanted him um at Chelsea. So he's the reason why we paid 70 million. So I'm hoping that we can get Lazio to kind of chip some of that money back. But what I will say is shout out for that game because I think he was one of our top performers, if not yeah, man of the match. Especially, especially in the first half. Yeah. And so just quickly let me rattle um you with some questions as a quick fire and just give me a quick fire answers, then we can close up. All right, so. Do you think Jorginho will end the top score for Chelsea for a second year in a row? Yes. He's almost, <laughs> ma- he's almost matched his last season goal tally. I think he's got six this season. Yeah. All right, cool. So um, would you say that Chelsea are crossing Inshallah again or not? Or is it just injuries? I feel like we're a variation of crossing Inshallah. Uh, it's crossing, crossing, see what happens. <laughs> okay. <laughs> is Saul winning you over? No. Is Kepa winning you over? No. Do we need Shuameni or Rice? Um, need maybe not. Okay. Um, do you think the har- the fan base are harsh on Barkley? No. Um. All right. And then, what's our best pivot from Cover Kante and Jorginho? You can only pick two of those. See, I don't think it has to be black and white. I think no, it doesn't have to be. I just said you <laughs> could only pick two. <laughs> um. Let's go with uh, Jovicic. Oh, no. mm, actually, no, Georgina Kante. Georgina okay, Kante. All right, cool. Georgina all right. Kante. All right, so we just said we'll do a quick one. Thank you for joining me, Jerry. We just done the review of the Brentford game. We are through and we're going to play Spurs, our old rivals. Kante's um, coming back. 
Conte is coming back. It's going to be interesting. That's it from us again. Thanks, Jerry. Thanks for all the listeners. Don't forget to uh, use the hashtag. Be on Discord. Follow Chessy out. All that type of stuff. All that good stuff. Thanks. Merry for Merry you. Christmas as well. Merry Thanks. Christmas as well. All right. We'll see you next week. Sports Social Podcast Network.